This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. There is over a trillion dollars of waste in supply chains today. The net zero carbon emission is something that corporates are taking very seriously. To meet these objectives, they're going to have to take into consideration CO2 emissions. Hi, and welcome back to Net Zero Carbon. I'm Tyler Cole, your host, and this is the show at Freight Waves where we deep dive into decarbonization with a focus on sustainable supply chains. Today, we're welcoming back the team from Transporion to talk about upcoming initiatives for their Sustainability Month. And I'm happy to have Georgia Laybourne, Chief Marketing Officer at Transporion, and Herman Uday, Chairman of the Board at Transporion. Welcome. How are you? Thank you. Very well indeed. Very good. Thank you. I'm excited to have this conversation with you both because... One, we focused a lot on the initiatives that are happening over in Europe and specifically with Transporion working with the shipping industry over the last month or so. So I'm excited to, to dig even deeper and learn what you have coming up and, and how you guys are really celebrating this initiative and not making it something that the industry has to do, but something we get to do and tackle head on. So why don't we dive right into that and get a little bit of each of your roles at Transporion, and then I'll hand it over to Georgia and we can talk about what you guys have coming up for the month of March. Sounds good, Tyler. Well, thank you so much for having us. Uh, my name is Georgia Laybourne. I'm the Chief Marketing Officer here at Transforian. I'm coming up for about eight months in the role. I'm very, very excited to be working in such a fantastic transport transportation company. It's just such a fascinating industry at the current time and sustainability is right at the core of it. I've got about 15 years experience in supply chain, uh, predominantly from a warehouse background, um, but very happy to be here on the transportation front. Excellent. Thank you. And Herman, how about you? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, Herman Ude. Um, so I've been with Transport now for six years in the board and chairing the advisory board for four years now. Before that, I worked for um, DHL as the head of their global um, uh, um, road trade and also air ocean business uh, in the board of the group. And before that, I worked for McKinsey for eight years, but actually I was born in a small village uh, close to the Baltic Sea, which in the context of sustainability is somewhat interesting that you always have you or I at least have my roots in nature more or less and in mud. Excellent and that's a great place for us to start because that's why we're doing it right it's fun to start with the why and we had a whole episode on that I'd encourage listeners to go back to part one with Transporian and really dig into the why of why we're doing what we do here in freight. Georgia let's talk a little bit about what's coming next as response to that why what are you guys focused on for the upcoming month? So it's it's really exciting, Tyler. Each year, Transporian has a focused month on sustainability in particular. We call it Sustainability Month, and it's aimed 100% at raising awareness for the importance of the environment and the importance of taking positive steps forward to reduce carbon emissions within the logistics industry. We all know that trucks thundering up and down the road are, are going to be really big contributors to a a carbon footprint that we want to reduce over the course of time. Um, so we pay attention to that subject. We find uh, ways and means for shippers and carriers to reduce their footprint, to reduce their impact on the world that we live in, and to find positive moves forward to reduce that uh, onus on the environment. That's great. And so important to take this important industry and start pushing them forward. 
So when we talk about the practicality of this month, is it a string of webinars? Do we have activities for people to participate interactively? What do we expect to, to see? Well, it's really interesting because it impacts the entire organization, both in terms of our intrinsic operation as a business and our extrinsic operation in terms of the impact we're having on the communities in which we serve and indeed the customers in, uh, that, that we support. So everybody across the company gets involved, whether it's a small internal initiative to improve our recycling strategy, whether it's a personal initiative in their home environment, whether it's something out there in the community, or whether it's a webinar where we are proposing fundamental concrete, concrete solutions that shippers can adopt in order to move forward. We, we always have sessions on the regulatory element of this topic. Um, clearly there is compliance, uh, coming down the road where people are going to be forced to take, um, steps in a positive direction. But it's not just about being compliant. It's about doing the right thing and embracing the world in which we live and making the right moves. And we're very, very conscious at Transporian that unfortunately in the business and commercial world at the moment, greenwashing is rife. And many people are talking about this topic because it's the right thing to do. And at Transporian, we believe inherently that it's the right thing to do for the earth, for the world, for the environment, for humanity, not because someone has told us we should be doing it. So Sustainability Month is about bringing experts to the table to share their insight, to share methodologies that people can adopt, to share true initiatives that organizations can embrace and take hold of. And something that I always remind our customers about is competitive advantage in the future will rely on a good sustainable strategy internally. Businesses don't want to do business with companies who are not aware of their green footprint on the world. So it's really, really important that people consider this not only for their internal operation, but also for the impact it's going to have on their business viability. And that's another topic that we bring to the fore during Sustainability Week. Extremely important. We don't just focus on, on people and planet, but profits have to be there for us to continue to move the world forward, right? We understand freight can be a margin constrained industry in many cases. Um, there's a lot that's beyond our control, but you have to start with the focus of doing the right thing in the right way. And that's how you bring the customers along for the journey and succeed and thrive and move maybe even from a commodity into a strategic partner in many cases. Um, so I'm really glad you mentioned that because it's so important. Herman, I'd like to kick it to you for a little bit, just because um, of your background and expertise in this space. Why do you think it's important that Transporian is doing this as a focused initiative? Yeah, I mean, firstly, I've, I've, I've since the first day with the company, I've really tried to push that forward quite actively. And uh, also the old owners who were the founders of the company and the new management, which is in now for three, around three years, have, uh, um, have fully embraced that. And we currently see... Uh, that there's a massive demand for 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 vi really viable executable solutions in the space. Uh, so suddenly it has become for us also more of a business uh, element, uh, delivering transparency, so we can make uh, grow the company with that. But actually, there are, from from a transportation industry perspective, there are two ways to look at the sustainability challenge. The one is basically my feet in the mud. I was basically brought up in nature. Uh, and you love trees and you love nature and nobody uh, loves oil spill on a, on a concrete street. But 
So that's that's the motiv fundamental motivation we all have, and we all know the projections of what climate change will do to us if we don't um, get it under control. Uh, the other aspect, uh, which is much more a business aspect, is that um, as a good as a good manager in a shipper shipper company or with a carrier or with a 3PL, you need to uh, look at your risk portfolio, and the the climate change impacts come very very short term uh, and have a super high impact. And this is something where you under if it were other topics like a fire in a warehouse where you have an insurance, you need an insurance against the impact. So you need to prepare now and spend money on really preparing for incidents that will happen in the North American space that will be hurricanes and floodings. In uh, in uh, Europe, we have seen massive droughts uh, already. Uh, we have seen also floodings here with 140 uh, fatalities in, in an area where you didn't expect that. Nice forest-friendly area, so classical German thing. Um, you have the disasters in Pakistan, other places, and they will impact uh, businesses and businesses better are prepared for that and, and uh, operate in such a way that is sustainable in an increasingly complex environment. So I think these two views uh, come together, the empathy for, for protecting the planet and uh, our future um, opportunity to live here in a decent way. And the other uh, is the, the pure business rational. You have to do it in order to be prepared and more as an insurance type of thing. Um, so we, we and, and we, if, we, if you look at the industry, you have basically uh, two big well, problems in the, in the road uh, freight or in the uh, industry. And the one is the, um, the administration burden, which is massive. Yeah? I mean, 20, 30% of all money in the industry goes into administration. And the other one is the um, empty running. Yeah, in Europe, 30% of total capacity is empty, which is 20% fully empty trucks and another 10% half loads or so, which if you con condense that is another 10%. So which means there, is some, there are two problems that actually nobody likes. There's not somebody benefiting from an empty truck on the road. The carrier hates it. He doesn't get money. The shipper hates it because he will have to pay more for another truck coming because he couldn't get the truck that was empty. Um, and also the LSPs don't have any benefit from it. So the good position we are in as a Transporion, we are in that way, we are everybody's friend. There's nobody who loves empty trucks on roads and de developing measurement, uh, making it visible, creating opportunity to capture this empty capacity in a smarter way um, uh, is are things and solutions that we can uh, more and more provide with digital. And the good, the other good thing is we we often look, and you will have had or you had uh, um, uh, interviews with people who talk about fuels, alternative fuels, and so on. If you look at that, um, the truck that doesn't go doesn't need any fuel, but the truck that doesn't go also doesn't need uh, a truck, and it doesn't need um, uh, motorways and the the infrastructure. So the truck and the motorway are forty percent of the CO two emissions of the transportation sector, and only sixty percent is actually the fuel burn. So even if we had e-trucks, it would still be attractive to fill them to the rim in order to make sure that we don't have to add roads and don't have to, or have to add less roads and don't have to add uh, more trucks um, which whose production uh, require uh, energy. So I think in, in, if you look at the take a holistic picture, this is where we would like to attack. We try to get the, in Japan you say muda, so the, the, the problems out of the way and one of them is uh, definitely is empty. Uh, empty capacity. And that's an opportunity for everybody. That's well said. And an interesting perspective from a board level view too, to see how, <clears throat> I think you're seeing this across more companies now, the board view of shareholder expectations has broadened to stakeholders. And we're now 
over the last decade or so, really, really evaluating our impact on all stakeholders and people, planet, local communities that we're operating in. It's not just about returning bottom line quarterly results. We're really looking forward and down the hill. And you also, in that same idea of expansion, are looking at not just the, the low-hanging fruit of empty miles and um, empty trucks, but saying it really is part of a broader ecosystem that we get to operate in. And it can be solved effectively through really good digitization, through collaboration, and through communication. And that's where a unique space for Transporian gets to sit kind of in the midst of all that. Georgia, what can we expect from, from initiatives coming out this next month or so for shippers, carriers, and LSPs to um, you know, dig in? Are there specific topics that we need to, to advertise for them to listen in so they can start to make an impact today? Absolutely. And I think um, Hammond hits on some fantastic points. And for me, it all starts with the digitization piece. This admin overhead that the shipping industry has been um, thwarted by it just needs to stop the endless phone calls, the endless emails, the, the endless searching for the right deal. There are technology solutions out there that are able to take that burden away using AI machine learning and clever, sophisticated algorithms to automate the process. And this automation is critical to reducing the overheads for these organizations, which have a direct impact on their carbon footprint. One of the things that I found fascinating in various discussions recently is I always remember sort of 10 years back how shippers and and carriers would always talk about two criteria that they sought. One was cost reduction and the other was customer satisfaction. Sustainability wasn't even in the mix. Then five years ago, sustainability comes in the mix as a third criteria, but it was third in line. Now it's getting top front center attraction at very senior levels in the organization because it leads to better cost optimization and better customer loyalty. So sustainability has become a third arm that people are are being forced to consider as a, a, as a key proponent within their um, strategic mix, if you like. So sustainability month is going to be is going to be full of content around how you can reduce those empty miles on the road, how you can get a really good handle on the carbon calculation of the, the trips that you're taking right down to a shipment level. You know, some of the off-the-shelf solutions available today are, are purely working on default data. They're purely working at a, at a truckload level rather than getting down to pallets and individual shipments on the truck themselves. The new, vibrant, innovative solutions that are now available using primary data that's fed from the transport itself can take that calculation down to the nth degree for specific shipments for specific customers. And this lends itself to creating improvements moving forward to finding ways to optimize those shipments. So the matching capability of a platform like Transporian, the calculation capability of its visibility solution, and also some of the finer products like Something as simple as yard management and time slot management for retail enables shippers to really precisely manage the timing so that there are no waiting times. I mean, one thing that we haven't spoken about yet is the capacity crunch within the transportation industry where we've got this enormous driver shortage. It's, it's, it's on the periphery of the sustainability piece because we, we throw, we strive to get more and more drivers in and yet, if we could just reduce waiting times by 18 minutes per day, 
imagine the impact that can have on the environment, on the capacity crunch, on the efficiency of your bottom line. It's extraordinary what we could do if we could just bring that one statistic down. Um, so the sessions that we have during Transporian's um, Sustainability Month will give shippers tactical opportunities to make decisions, to make changes, to implement technology into their supply chains to start having a positive impact on some of these areas. Excellent. And I'm assuming if we're going to direct listeners over there, I'm sure we'll post this on social too, but there's, they can go to transporian.com and find where all the sessions are and attend the ones that they want. I know there's masterminds and there's webinars and there's ways to get integrated and connected. So we'll leave some show notes in at the bottom to make sure that we're directing people to where they can find those. Um, I'd love to double click into each one of those things you just said, because they could each be their own hour long show. Um, and we'll probably have done some and we'll do some more in the future, but I'd love to, to hear from Roman. What do we expect, you know, the next 12 months to look like? Do you have a forward looking view from the board? We're, we're working on this now. We're making progress in this space, but we're not there yet. And we have a lot left to do. What can carriers, shippers and fleets expect to be coming maybe outside the world of regulation? Cause that's a whole nother conversation, but where's the, the customer pulling the freight, uh, providers to? When, when you, I mean, we are talking about sustainability here and you heard from myself, but also from Georgia two or three times the word administrative burden. The interesting thing is that the connect, there is a clear connection. Now let's take a very simple case. Uh, a, a shipment half full truck runs from A to, to B and it's a thousand miles truck road, road trip. Um, now this half full truck will come past loads on the left and right of the motorway, which also want to go to B. But it's not known. So the, first of all, it's, a, it's the, the knowledge, the connection between the capacity and, uh, and um, um, uh, a load. Now, the second thing is, is, let's assume we know there is the load and we, we have it. That would be something that, uh, that we could provide. Uh, then the next big problem is an administrative problem because the carrier is not registered as a vendor with the, with the, um, uh, with the shipping company, with the shipper. So you have a lot of administrative burdens that create this empty run, that create massive inefficiencies. Um, there's visibility problems. The real-time, we, we talked about that, the real-time visibility. For example, arrive, arrival times at, uh, at a yard for, for, uh, for, um, for loading, uh, that they change very dynamically. But the truck is set up for a certain arrival time. So he comes in at, at one, but he could have come in at three. So he could have taken a break or he could have made a detour. He could have picked another load and deliver that and then go to his uh, loading ramp. So these very dynamic things um, um, where, again, administration and inside data reality are coming together. And what we are trying to do with our product portfolio, and you know, I mean, if you just look a year back, you will see that and that trend continues to get into the real-time intervention space. So where we allow a dispatcher, where we allow a carrier, a trucking company, a shipper, to real-time optimize on the real, on spot, on the case. Find the right uh, carrier for your load. Um, maybe he's a bit cheaper, but maybe also he's shorter, to a, a short distance uh, from your from your loading station and so on. So these these type of things. There are more and more things where you where you would see a real-time intervention opportunity, uh, which is a which is an opportunity we can create, but which also requires change on the side of the. Um, the, the shipping companies, the LSPs and the, the carriers, because they need to capture these opportunities and really see how they do it. So there's a bit of an education in the field, 
And what we would hope our, and that's why we do these things like full month on sustainability, what we hope our, our clients to do is really uh, test instead of argue. Try it out on one business, try it out on one uh, site, uh, take a group of dispatchers that use data and train them on it and really uh, get experience. And then you will see that you can roll it out to um, combine sustainability and commercial benefit. I think it's real-time intervention that's one important element, and it's this combination of uh, taking the administrative hurdles away that stop us from optimizing uh, in the right way. And, and, and there, there are a number of products. I mean, we just uh, were just, I think, now six months ago, we acquired the leading reporting uh, company for trucks, uh, reporting company for CO2 emissions <clears throat> that allows simulations, and we are bringing a number of products out of that uh, um, source to the market. So you will see a lot of stuff. Uh, coming out and they are not, it's not the one bold thing. It's taking a lot of problems away from that stop us now from doing the right thing. Yeah. And allow then real time intervention. That's a good way to, to frame the, <clears throat> to frame the solution set is that it's not just a silver bullet, right? We need everything moving <laughs> together in the right direction. It's more an orchestra and coordination <laughs> going on in the supply chain than it is one plug and play solution like electrifying your fleet. We know that there's still inefficiencies that have to be worked out and that can only be done through increased digitization and collaboration. I think you're hitting on both of those points marvelously. What are the risks though? What are the risks of beyond just being left behind? And I think we know the planetary risk if we don't get emissions under control. What are the risks to the businesses and the business owners and maybe especially the small fleets of being left behind in energy transition and how can Transporian help those specific actors? It's a it's a real concern I have actually that um, I, I find in the technology world in companies tend to bury their head in the sand and wait until the last moment even when they're living on a burning platform of some kind and and this is why we center our proposition out to market on the digitization and the transformation of transportation, because it is about the power of technology, people and process to bring a solution to the to the masses. We like to think that we're making this product available to all and sundry. We are everybody's best friend because we're not just for the shipper or just for the carrier. We're for both sides of the equation. We're solving the problems in between enterprise. We focus on automation, collaboration and real-time insights. It's not enough for a company to simply be able to see the data. They need to know what to do with the data and how to put it into action. So my concern for complacency at the moment is that people will lose their competitive advantage. They will be left behind in that they just will not be able to get business because they will not be ticking the uh, carbon approved foot um, tick box. They will be left behind because they won't have the systems in place to enable them to overcome the speed and agility challenge associated with too much admin. So they need to get on top of that in order to be able to be competitive from a price perspective. And on top of that, nobody will want to work for them if they are not um, accredited and compliant. And nobody will want to do business with them. So they simply will not survive. Um, to my mind, Sustainability for me is not a single solution. And I think Herman touched on that beautifully. It is something that needs to um, weave itself into the very essence of how we're doing business, both internally from an operational perspective for our, for our staff, creating an environment in which they are safe and secure, but also in, term, in 
terms of our customers and the products that we're providing out to our customers. So to my mind, we are living in a pull your finger out and get on the bandwagon because it is imperative that we are all paying attention to this crucial area because it touches every aspect of our lives. Really well said. And I believe we just covered uh, all of the issues with E, S, and G right there. We were covering all aspects of it between the people, the planet, and the and the governance uh, that we have to consider. I'd love, I'm, we're running close on time, so I'd love to take just a brief moment and ask each of you, like I do all my guests, why this is an important work for you personally to focus on sustainability at your profession. Let's start. Armand, do you mind? Yeah, for me, it's actually uh, in my in my ranking of priorities is currently the next to family. Okay, but it's the most important of topics, and I'm putting a lot of private time also in it beyond this this business scope. Uh, I think we are n we are not willing to accept the the magnitude of change that that is coming to us, the the magnitude that uh, uh, or the the power with which climate change will hit us everywhere and will impact our lives. We in, in the past, we always thought it's the lives of our children or grandchildren, but that's not true any longer. Um, if you look at a lot of the situations, I named some Pakistan and so on, it's a ten, we are now talking about disasters that cover tens of millions of people. We have now a big drought in France where they already now supply water in tank, tank, in tank cars rather than, um, than through the pipe because there's no, not, not enough water for a city size of Nizza. So I'm, I'm very, very concerned about this. And I think it's the responsibility of our generation to really clean up the mess that we produce more or less with our uh, lifestyle. And um, it needs three things for that. It needs a public awareness and structure and governance, and for example, in forms of uh, shape and form of carbon tax, so that incentives for everybody are put into the right way. Uh, it requires leadership of leaders. And that's why I'm sometimes positively, but more often a bit negatively surprised how little leadership I see with a lot of companies that don't very forthright uh, take this on and think that some industry will solve the problem of flying cargo around and somehow it will become green. And as long as nobody has found something, they don't have to do anything without it, uh, about it. So I, I think that's the second thing. And the third thing is, is the private example. It's the people that actually say, I set an example here in my environment for people to see uh, which in my case is, for example, I haven't, uh, I'm only going uh, rail, uh, sort of I, my, my car driving range in a year with the whole family of five people is 3,000 a year kilometers. Um, I'm not flying since 2018 and I'm trying to do these things. And uh, I think that's the third thing where, where we need examples and it's not one without the other. But uh, yeah, so I, I, for me, it's a top priority or the top priority from, for the remainder of my life, so to say. That's excellent. Thank you for leading by example. <clears throat> Georgia, how would you answer? In so many different ways, Tyler. I mean, first of all, look at the world around us. We're living in a world that none of us can recognize from three years ago. Everything is changing. Um, Herman sets the most exemplary example for people at Transborian, and we all aspire to be as um, wonderful as him in the adoption of these fantastic initiatives. But for me personally, I I feel honored that I have been given the opportunity to run the marketing strategy for an organization who not only embraces sustainability at the core of its operations, but who is working hard every day to positively impact the footprint of our customers. And the fact that we can actually be a provider of the solution it just, it just, it gets me every time that I have the opportunity to do a session such as today's, because that's a, 
really good reason to get up to get up in the morning because we're not only helping ourselves, we're helping the community and we're helping our customers. Well said, bravo. And I'm, I'm happy to showcase that on this show. And we've, we're glad we've partnered with Transporting on this recent series and look forward to more to come and to hear about the outcomes and, outcomes and the progress being made towards that shared journey and vision. We're unfortunately out of time. Thank you both for sharing your insights. We look forward to having you back on again soon. Take care. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you very much. Thanks, Tyler.